guys, what are your love languages? Words of affirmation. Emma, you're great. Thanks. Probably also <laughs> physical. Probably both those things. I'm, oh, I'm, I'm trying to stroke thanks. Emma's wrist oh, right so now. so nice. I feel so loved. Welcome to Here to Make Friends, a HuffPost podcast about The Bachelor franchise, where we lovingly snark on The Bachelor and Bachelor-adjacent shows. Whether you love The Bachelor or love to hate it, we're here to break down every single delicious moment with you. I'm Emma Gray. And I'm Claire Fallon. Last night was an episode two of The Bachelorette that really felt like an episode five, which is a compliment. It's definitely a compliment. This was an amazing episode, and it was certainly never dull. We had Hila and Ashton. We had Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. And we had a certain contestant getting confronted by a very pointy-nailed, very pissed-off ex-girlfriend. The real question is, at what point does a girlfriend become an ex if you just stop texting her? Probably when she sees you propose to another woman on late night TV. I guess that's a good indicator. And here to help us break this fantastic episode down, it's one of our longtime favorite guests, GQ editor Kevin Nguyen. Hey, thanks for having me. Thanks for coming back to talk about this with us. And you only watch The Bachelorette. So I only watch that. You know, we're yeah. just thrilled to have you have you back after an extended. Plus, this episode was so great, I had already forgotten about Ashton and Mila. <laughs> I know. I like had to go back through my notes to figure out what. Like I was saying to Emma by the end, I was like, I feel like this episode happened years ago because so much of it. <laughs> there is, there like, were like four memory. acts of this episode, and I actually enjoyed watching the whole thing, which, uh, if anyone who has been listening to our podcast knows, Claire and I, I feel like often complain that these episodes are two hours it's it's a lot of time yeah and often you just feel like they're just filling the hours with nothingness i feel like our children would be watching like a six-hour version of the bachelorette with only (laughs) 20 minutes of actual video content i mean we can hope you know one day we'll have nothing better to do than spend six hours on a monday night um and I think we should start at the beginning and try to because we're going to get distracted by what happened yes. at the end if we talk about it at all. We should save that. Um, we get a little um, a little copper in the beginning. We, I need to. We still haven't found out what happened to copper. Yeah, I was right. pretty upset that they didn't address that. They did acknowledge yeah. it though, because yeah. I think like in the first episode, he's just got a cast on his foot. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, what's going on? Maybe that's how she got him the special treatment. It's like getting out of. Um, of uh, the draft by you like, think it's like a fake hitting cast? hitting oh. your <laughs> ankle with a hammer. I don't know. Like she was like, "Can I bring my dog?" And they were like, "No." And she was like, "How about now?" <laughs> that is the darkest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, I don't think that's really true. No, but, but this is the it. great unsolved mystery. Uh, yeah. We need to know. Rachel reveal the truth. <laughs> <laughs> um, and but we start off with a group date. Um, and I tried to keep track of who was on it. Kenny, Dean, Jack, Jonathan, Blake, Iggy, Kenny I have twice, Uh, Fred and Lucas. Kenny was there twice, guys. (laughs) Kenny is twice as good. (laughs) Yeah. He's twice as big. So I was going to say, like, this um, date certainly felt like the B team to me, minus Kenny and Dean, but otherwise, like, very B team. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. even Ashton Kutcher thought it was the BT. So this is when Ashton and Mila show up. Um, 
I sort of vaguely thought that they had gotten divorced. Me too. Right? Well, I probably just vaguely look at <laughs> headlines in the supermarket aisle and never actually check. Apparently, they just had a baby and are super happy. <laughs> so you hear news about they either just had a baby or just got divorced, and it's never anything in between. Either way, they and just like, like who brought can say which one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Far be it from us to determine which one it was. But they seemed they seemed very cute, and I I like that they actually um, watched the show, which I did know because they've been mentioned in that like Bachelor universe of celebrity fans before. So I was happy to see them make an appearance. They seemed very into it. I always it must be weird to be a celebrity who watches reality TV, and you're like I had to work so hard to be on TV with work on my craft and like audition. And look at these morons. <laughs> I think it's more like, oh, if it didn't work out for me, I could be one of these guys oh, or girls. Yeah. I feel like they, they're, they've risen too high to ever fall that far. They oh, would yeah, be yeah. on, like, celebrity couples counseling or something. Yeah, That's I think they're doing not... just fine. Yeah, they're they're doing great. Uh, and and they point, seem they pretty, like, analytical about, they were like, this is only week two. Like, let's not yeah. jump to any judgments. But Ashton was very sure that, like, Rachel's husband was not in the group. This moment kind of because, okay, so they met, let's remember, on that 70s show. He was 20. She was 14. And she, he says, you know, you can't really know that it's not one of these guys. There's still, like, six weeks to go. He's like, I knew on day one. I did not catch that she was uh, she was that young on this. I didn't episode. realize she was oh, that yeah. young. She was real but young when he, they started. I thought he said date one. He said day one. I think so. We'll yeah, no, you're yeah, probably we'll have right. To play back the tape. I mean, also he was married to someone. He, else yeah, in between, he had an actual so. marriage that um, a lot about. He that seemed make to sense. be genuinely into. Yeah, it lasted a I while. Thinking, it's like a good reverse parallel between uh, Rachel and Fred. Oh my god! Right? Yeah. Rachel was uh, in eighth grade when Fred was in fifth, and she was the he camp was, counselor. I think he was in third grade. Third. I think they're third four grade. years oh, apart, yeah. but she was. That's about five grades. Grade then, uh, Ashton and Mila. Yeah. yeah, and he certainly knew from day one. <laughs> I want to know what he did because she can't stop talking about how bad he was. But I need specifics. How bad For Fred can he be in third grade? Maybe he was. How the did it kid sustain who, like, the memory that fine glass? Right, like he was he so mean? Well, she I also mentioned she was like, you know, there weren't that many black kids at camp, so that's that was part of it. And also, he was bad. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of a weird thing to say. Yeah, I think that she was trying to be like, don't feel too special. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember you because I like had a deep like sense that one day you would be my husband. She's like, I remember you because you were apparently terrible. Yeah. Um, okay. okay, so back to this group date um, in which they performed domestic tasks. It was an obstacle course. <laughs> this was like the bachelorette version of when Chris Souls had all the girls um, in Daisy Dukes. Yeah, and little I was thinking the same tops. thing. Yeah, like milking goats. It felt weird. I preferred weird. this to the women doing the I mean, demeaning that was a really like, That's a low bar. Yeah. <laughs> it is. I love that they just set an extremely low bar for what like a father should be. <laughs> it's like, can you imagine changing like, you a can, diaper? It's no, wild. Can't. Also, if you can change the diaper, you'll probably still have to throw your baby off to get to the finish <laughs> yeah. line eventually. I'm also troubled that Lucas was able to win after he just drowned to death his baby. I was kind of surprised he like patently cheated on every single one of the events. And for what? Because they don't want him to win. Right. 
Like, then she gets alone time with this goober. That he can't really be the goal. He didn't win anything, right? No. And I was on, on an after buzz, and I agree with this. They were speculating that um, there was a prize, but that she didn't want to do it with him. I would and not so be surprised. No one was excited that Lucas won except Lucas. Mila and Ashton were, were not impressed with yeah. him. Yeah. Um, he tried I, to get Ashton Kutcher to do the Waboom, and I really appreciated that Ashton was simply not having it. He I and, like when Mila tried to explain what Waboom yeah, is. He's like, why? He why? What? Just because he can. <laughs> Ashton looked so sad when that conversation was happening. He's like, what's the world coming to? Can also talk about like the stiff arm that Lucas gave Kenny at the end? That, that was like that was that not was cool. They were all laughing about it, and I was like, no, that's— not cool. That's not part of the competition. Right. It's not football. <laughs> no. Uh, like, if Kenny knew that that was an option, I think he would have come out <laughs> yes. on top. He would have body slammed him or yeah. something. Yeah. He is a pro wrestler. Yeah. He can take Lucas. That's why you need the element of surprise. Like, oh, we're allowed to just punch each other? I didn't realize. It was um, kind of satisfying to see Kenny come in second, at least. Yeah. And he, like, he seemed like he was following the rules, like, by which I mean not drowning the baby in the sink. Well, he had a baby, so he's pretty clear, I think, on the fact that you're not supposed to dunk their heads underwater for long periods of time. These are the things you can learn only by being a father. Yeah, exactly. Um, unless unless you're a woman, and then you just know it all innately. That's the great thing. Yeah, you don't need to teach women how to vacuum. I want to talk come about out of the this, womb ready this course a little bit in detail because it was the, so bizarre. Like, I was like, should I be? impressed that they even bothered to suggest that men might vacuum and set a table. Right. I had very mixed feelings about it because I kind of enjoyed that they were like, yeah, you need to know how to do these things. But also it was so basic and ridiculous. And then it was like, pick up flowers for your wife. Oh, yeah, that was. But like even outside of like the heteronormative gender roles, it's like the humor is supposedly supposed to come from the fact, like, look how out of place these guys are. Right, like, yeah. Oh, my God, they've As, never vacuumed. Right? Yeah. Or, like, been had their hands at the same. It's like, could we find <laughs> even one guy who knows how to set a table correctly? Just one <laughs> out of all of these men? I think you said something last night, Claire, where you were like, this is confusing because it b- feels both progressive and incredibly regressive. Yeah, like, they tried to make it, like, a husband, of course, is going to change diapers. Like... We know that, guys. But also the whole concept of husband material feels very um, terrible. (laughs) It's very restrictive. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's uh, all about putting people in boxes, which here on Here to Make Friends, we don't. We reject the boxes. Exactly. We Um, also reject Lucas, though. Wholesale. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, also, like, the fact that Lucas won the challenge, even cheating, should indicate that it did not do a great job. Of measuring anything. Yeah. Yeah. and Blakey is just getting I was gonna increasingly say, like, angry. <laughs> I feel like just all the Blakey tension, it doesn't make me like Lucas, but I'm slightly more sympathetic to Lucas. Yeah, Blake is actually achieving the opposite of what he intends to achieve. Because I mean, he's so annoying that he, he's like, like, Lucas is doing enough on his own. It doesn't make me like Lucas more, but it makes me like Blake less. Right. For sure. But I almost feel like he thinks that he needs to get it out in the open because what if people found out that he, like, had this whole backstory with the asshole of the house. But he's not just saying that they were on a show. It's yeah, the weirdest roundabout well. way. And he lives with Lucas's... Okay. okay. So we have to dig a little bit into the Blake Lucas backstory because we've talked about it on the podcast before. But what we learned is that apparently 
on the show, Lucas was kind of messing with all of the other exes and ignoring his ex. And the show is called what? Exile. Exile. Because they're yeah. on an island. It's not bad. It's pretty good. I would watch it um, if I knew about it, which I didn't. Um, Wait, but someone, then, someone but then Blake, messaged us about this. Yes. Blake apparently became interested in Lucas's ex and immediately Lucas went was back like, to her. No, I'm with her. She's mine. That didn't work out clearly. And apparently now Blake is her roommate. Except then I was doing some digging this morning and I saw that Reality Steve had tweeted a screenshot of this roommate slash ex's tweets. And she was, wait, let me see if I can find it. She was tweeting about how Blake E is a horrible human, worse than Lucas. She lived with him and he's a nut job. Oh my God. Well, <laughs> I she, believe it. Yeah, I definitely believe that. I mean, the thing about Lucas is that, especially you see this in his interactions with Blake because Blake wants to call bullshit on him. He just looks so deflated whenever someone is like, nah, dude, that's not cool. And he's like, wait, but I, I really thought it was. Like, the weird thing about all of the storyline between Blake E and Lucas is that, like, I had no idea they were on a show previous until I listened to the last episode of Here to Make Friends. Great podcast. But <laughs> it's just like, and it's a, there's sort of this rare moment where, like, I feel like the editing of the show gives you all the pieces you need. And I think in this episode, when Blake E tells Rachel about how they, it's like, I lived with his ex. I was just like, where did that come from? That never came up before. There was no explanation. It wasn't brought up again. Yeah, it was very we, like I kept because he kept being like, I'm the one who knows what Lucas really is. And I was like, why? Tell us why. <laughs> You're just assuming we all figure this out from Twitter. Right. I mean, who knows like, how much of that they kind of edited around? It's very weird. Because I doubt they want I doubt the they show wants to, to show. Right. <laughs> wants to advertise another show or say, like, we brought these two guys on who were on well, this they other show. Have then. Like they had to have known. Of course they knew. Yeah, so then they shouldn't have done it if they weren't okay, willing do you to want deal it, Do you want to hear this girl Britt's tweets yes. about Lucas? Very much. Um, okay, first she says, for an inside scoop on the awful human Blake E featured on The Bachelorette, stay tuned. Lived with this crazy person for a year. Um, my ex-roommate Blake E is a total nut job. He literally feeds his dog protein supplements okay, <laughs> to, to make him more muscular. What? Who among us? Living with Blake E was a special hell. Deaf not husband material wouldn't do his dishes for weeks at a time. Photo of like a dirty counter with all these dishes on the stovetop. Oh no. Okay. True story. C- crazy Blake E tried to evict me unsuccessfully because he had no grounds because I told him to shut his door during his threesome. Oh no. Wow. <laughs> Gross. This honestly just sounds like regular Williamsburg roommate behavior. <laughs> this is why I paid more money than I could afford to live by myself in a rat-infested slum, basically. Well, guys, I think— um... At least you've confirmed uh, Lucas—or <laughs> not Lucas—Blake E's, like, sexual adventures that he bragged about on that weird—on uh, the first episode. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Just... He said he was a, you know— He's a sexual, sexual guy. PhD. Yeah. Oh, God. Sexy academia. Yeah, I I have a feeling both Blake and Lucas are going to exit soon. Yeah. I mean, it never looks good when you're the guy, like, you're the messenger. And, like, as if Rachel doesn't understand that Lucas is obnoxious already. Right. She's not going to end up with the guy. Like, you're not doing your—you never do yourself favors by talking shit. 
has at no point presented himself in a way that any intelligent woman would like consider him a rational prospect out of all of these guys who are like handsome and some of them also accomplished. And but so he's like, listen, you seem like a real idiot. But just in case you're about to make this massive mistake, she's got to be just like, come on. It's almost exactly like the storyline between Chad and um, who was the little guy that was like always trying to tell. Evan. Yeah. It was Evan. It was Evan. But here's the thing. The she, penis doctor, right? JoJo is yeah. not that smart. I mean, she's not like I never watched JoJo and was like she really has a like exceptionally solid head on her shoulder. She's just like a girl, like a young woman. Also, and she was into Chad's thing. Right. That also was, was felt different, whereas, like, Lucas is patently ridiculous, and yeah. there's no confusion about that. I guess it's more like, how did Evan think it was going to play out for him? For him, by right. By the not, messenger. And no, that was Blakey. not beneficial for—it's never beneficial yeah. to be the one who's, like, tattling on other people. Yeah. Because the lead just gets annoyed at you, and it's like, yeah, obviously I was going to send that I person home anyway. Like, I think that that was one of the only times when I supported it, because Chad, like, could turn on this— I'm sensitive and my mom is dead and I'm so handsome and rugged and lovable thing with Jojo and then was like violent. And I would be like a little bit concerned about that. But that was another level. It's just someone who like seems cocky in the house and you're like, I know, I'm going to tell her that he's that different is around her. I've been thinking about this a lot with Chad, not to go way back, but like if someone is actually violent, how safe is everyone in the context of this show? Not very. I feel like if anything really crazy happened, the producers would step in. But they I guess would. they are really hoping that they someone would. gets punched, right? Yeah. No, I mean, because they have security available and they were introduced when Chad was there. But I feel right, like— Right, they stationed a security like guard outside his room. how much damage could he do before, before. Mm-hmm. the the guys arrived? I just feel like just... the illusion of The Bachelorette for me is just that, like, everyone is actually, like, kind of safe. You know, like, especially The Bachelorette. Yes. Yeah, you'd like to think that. I'd like to think it. You'd like to think I'd that, wouldn't you? I choose to believe in this fantasy world. I mean, I think they're safer than, like, for example, if you're a woman who's just dating on Tinder, that feels less safe to me than The Bachelorette, unless you have, like, a personal security detail. Oh, it's definitely, The Bachelorette <laughs> is, like, the safest form of dating as a woman. Oh, yeah. yeah. We're just trying to decide how safe. Yeah, <laughs> right. exactly. I mean, you're not protected from, like, national humiliation. Um <laughs> <laughs> and you're not protected from maybe that first punch. Mm-hmm. But aside from that, I think you're in pretty Someone good will shape. step in and you will have evidence. Yeah. yeah. That's something. Oh, that took a dark turn. Um, anyway, so I'm way behind in my notes because I took such detailed notes. <laughs> I'm like, Kenny says he'll have an advantage. The men have to carry a baby. No, It really cares. was like three episodes worth of stuff. It yeah. was. So we well we get to the night part of this date. Yeah, and that's Rachel what... looks amazing. I just wrote she looks fucking hot like seven <laughs> yeah. times in my notes. I keep trying to <laughs> keep track of her outfits so I can explain the way that she's looking hot. They're all really good. <laughs> Whoever the stylist is, very on point. She had good style in uh, Nick's season too, though. Yeah, I, I think they often like play off of the lead's natural style and then yeah. just get them probably like more expensive outfits than they could I afford so. normally. Why else would you do right. this? Love. Come on. Um, so Lu- Lucas's whole prize, I guess, is, is to talk to her talking first. To her first. She does she she says like she's enthusiastic to talk to him, but her face yeah. says the opposite. She was being very lawyerly about it. <laughs> yeah. like, I'm calling my first witness and it's going to be you because <laughs> that will be advantageous for me. And he reads her a poem 
Why were there literally so many poems is read? Called, like, I, we need it's to talk too about early. this particular poem because it's <laughs> called, like, The Journey Ahead. And it's four lines long. It's very short. And the one line that he lays the most emphasis on is just the tip. Ugh. He had to have done that on purpose. Yes. He was like, your beauty is just the tip <laughs> of the greatness below or something like I, I. It just sounded like he read two sentences in a row and maybe somewhere in there there was a rhyme. That is what poetry is. <laughs> I have an English degree, so don't try to, you know, I know what poetry is. Um, and. Meanwhile, back at the house, Lee and Will are talking. and This was very was, confusing interaction. Poor yeah. Will. Will is just sort of side-eyeing everything. And Lee is like, those guys, they got a target on their back. For real. I'm kidding. But for real, though. And Will's just like, ah, what? They're definitely setting up Lee as the villain. Yeah. I can't wait. Um, I okay, so our listeners are amazing. I got a DM over oh the weekend God. on Instagram. Um from someone who listens to the show who did a deep dive on Lee's social media. And, okay, I'm going to read what she said. Let me see if I can find it. See, I should have been better prepared and, like, okay. She said, you can't click his Facebook statuses, but even the beginning give the impression that he bashed the Women's March, thinks reverse racism is a thing, and aggressively supports Trump. Yes. So this guy. Race war begin. Yeah. yeah. There yeah. To be one. I thought he was going to be the closet racist, and I think I'm correct. Well, yeah. Sounds like not even closet. Yeah. It's on oh, Facebook. yeah. An open, open racist. Well, it's like closet not- racist, like in the house. Like ABC yeah. is hiding. Well, the thing is, I him. do wonder, like, if that actually came up. If, if Lee went on a pro Trump rant and the men, other men in the house were not into it, would they air that? I don't they, think would they would not air the conversation. They would air the reaction, yeah. and they would frame it as something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they never air political stuff like that. No, they'll they'll air very vague, um, you know, allusions to religion or like general feelings or, about worldview. Being like, I'm gonna have a problem with some of these dudes. <laughs> it's right, dog whistles. They're fine with. Yeah. Um, but explicit debates, no. But it's, like, so obvious because he has the same haircut as all of the Trump supporters on JoJo season, but more so. <laughs> he's like, how I, I need it to, like, aloft to the sky. So what you're saying is he's going to get off the show and then move in with uh, Chase and Robbie, who are now living with Jeff Holm. In. What? Yes. Is that true? Oh, yes. my God. Wow. I know. It's weird. I'm so disappointed in Jeff. Yeah, it's upsetting. They're just really, you know, really going all in on their brands. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So um, back to the group date. Sorry, got sidetracked. Um, Blake. So Blake basically sits down and tells her, here's the thing. I didn't enjoy that competition. I'm mad at Lucas. I know Lucas. He's not great. He wears makeup, I guess. So like the, right, like the, as though that would be the a relevant deal breaker. An array of knocks against Lucas. Like if if she's okay and even into the wall booming, she's not going to be turned off by makeup. <laughs> um, but he's like, I've got the thing, the one thing that's going to. She's do just it. staring at him, and then he's like, and you know, I don't want to make our whole conversation about Lucas. So let me just talk a little more about Lucas. <laughs> and then he goes back to the rest of the guys and sits down with Lucas and is immediately like. 
listen, I was just talking with Rachel and I'm going to be honest, you came up. Just like happened to come up. I don't know how that happened. It's partly like when I started to sympathize for Lucas. Yeah. It just started feeling like Blake was just clearly trying to bully him out. And it's just like, just let him do it to himself, man. Yeah. Right. Lucas is annoying, but he's not an active bully to any of the other men. I have I have very low expectations of everyone on this show. Oh, I'm sure he could be, but like he's just kind of a weirdo who can't have an actual conversation with anyone. I don't think Rachel's going to be into that. No, I don't think she's into confidence and Lucas has this veneer of bravado under which there's just nothing. It's a house built on sand. But the upside of their little fight was that we got some great in the moments with Kenny. Oh, yeah. In which he's like, I'm a pro wrestler. I know all about white dudes acting crazy. <laughs> that was definitely the line in the show. And he just walks yeah. away, right? Yeah. He's just like, nope. And he's he just like, gets some side right eyes. Now, and he walks away and goes and talks to Rachel um, about his daughter. I really like Kenny. He's really sweet. Um, Has anyone with a kid ever won? No. The Bachelorette or of. The Bachelor? Uh, yes. Emily. Emily. Emily yeah. won. If you're 24 and blonde and look like Barbie, you can win, even if you have a child. <laughs> but that was the season where one of—then uh, she later became the Bachelorette after they broke up, and that was the season where one of the contestants referred to her daughter as baggage. And that was right. the, the the previous greatest Right. I saw seen. a lot of people um, comparing yeah. her— like rant against Kaylin to Rachel's yeah. get the fuck out. And there was, they had the same sort of like, I'm not taking your shit, fucking leave immediately. Yeah. Like, what possible worse strategic move could you make than calling someone's child baggage? Um, I guess, you know, never dumping your girlfriend. <laughs> Ghost um, dumping. <laughs> <laughs> this is the thing, though. I mean, how far? Yeah, okay, I'm sorry, well, well, I'll say yeah. it. Um, Okay, and so who else she talks? Also, she has a cute, a cute conversation with Dean. With who Dean. I just really don't want to like him, but like she really likes him, and they're really cute together. She really likes him. Like, okay, the more I was watching, the more I wonder if that was a producer-fed line that was sort of like encouraged because he seems every time they have a conversation, it's like he checks in again. To be like, yeah. how did that land with it's you? It's interesting to me because what she says she likes about it so much was the confidence it showed. And so he's, if, if you've forgotten, he's the one who said, um, I want to go black and I don't, never want to go back. And a lot of pushback on that line, obviously. Um, she is like, I love that confidence. Um, I don't care what anyone says, but like, it, I love that you said it even though you knew not everyone was going to take it that way. And I was sort of like, I kind of feel like he didn't know at the time. And now he's very insecure about it. He's always checking in with her. He seems really anxious that that, like, became the impression of him. So she's taking away, like, this attraction to his, like, I don't give a shitness. And he's like, actually, I do very much give a shit. Yeah, he's like, I'm super insecure. Yeah. Which makes me more willing to, like, give him a chance. Right. Like, that's, I think that I'm, Rachel and I are, are attracted to different things about him, maybe. <laughs> I think he looks like Rami Malik, but my partner did not agree. Interesting. Oh, I see little hints. And the eyes? It's the maybe? eyes. Oh, you guys are on her side. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. And he's like a startup bro, right? He's like from Venice. He, he's very young, too. He's 25. Mm-hmm. He, But there's often, um, 
I feel like on a few seasons, there's been like one younger guy who's really sweet who's made it to like the final four. Like Ben. I think he's going to go far. Like, yeah. I think she, like, Chris what, Bukowski was kind I of really, that, even though he turned out to be yeah, terrible. He but like, out to suck. but he was also younger and made it to yeah. hometowns. And Dean does make her laugh a lot. Yeah. They had a really cute they have, like, interaction. A chemistry. And he seems actually to be really into her in a way that, like, he gets so, like, fluttery when Which she makes me like him, him more. Attention. Yeah. I just want to watch men be very into The Bachelorette on this yeah. show. Mm-hmm. Like, I I like when they seem a little anxious because they really yeah, like her. they should be anxious. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um, he gets the date rose, and he just seems, like, so giddy about it. And, and they make out, and he, she gets lipstick all over all him. Over. <laughs> there was no lipstick left on her by the end of that No, it and you could, all on you him. could kind of see, because he turns around, and they sort of, like, wait to show him face on until he can wipe <laughs> yeah. his mouth off. And then but you can, you can tell it. that he's laughing and, like, you can assume that maybe some of the producers you were laughing. You could see like, while they were making out, too, like, <laughs> yeah. that his lip had suddenly become fuchsia. Um, <sighs> and she really likes the kiss. So he, like, didn't kiss her during the one-on-one time. So he walks her to the car at the end of the date and, and gives her what she calls a good okay. kiss. <laughs> but with a lot more enthusiasm than I just read it with. Uh, okay, so then yeah. okay, we gotta we gotta keep going. Josiah and Demario are back at the house, promising each other that they're going to be each other's best man. They are both on who very wins. confident yeah. that Rachel's yeah. going to be their wife. Yeah, Josiah is a strange one because it's like there's like the very tragic sob story backstory with him, and then like minutes later when he's in the house, he's just like a huge dick. He's all bravado. Yeah. yeah. No, but I feel I like that we know the backstory because sometimes when guys are just like huge, like like they when it seems like they're trying to cover something up, but you don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, that kind of, I, I want to know the full story. And I'm like, I feel like he's had to like suck up a lot um, over his life and try to gut through some situations that were really. Um, challenging, and that's how he's made it work. It's just by being like, "I'm doing this. I'm the guy," and it it sits weirdly in. But I do a group f- of. Yeah. Guys. I feel like usually I do the find him and Demario. I do find their banter pretty entertaining. Mm-hmm. Well, it's over now. I know. <laughs> I, well, I'm you know I'm glad we got a few moments. Yeah, on it. I enjoyed it while it lasted. Uh, and then Peter, guys, I love Peter. <laughs> I loved this date. He gets the first one on one, which to me means. Is not, not usually winning. a good okay, except that this first date was, was really well. so much was better really than like any first date I've seen on this show. Can we revisit some past ones very quickly? Who was first on JoJo's? I think that was um, Derek. Was the was first it? Oh one on yeah, date. I don't even remember. It's Derek. usually exactly. yeah. it's, it's usually nice, nondescript. Yeah. Next first don't, date was Danielle M. Yep, um, liked her, but yeah. clearly wasn't going to go. Caitlin's was anywhere. Clint. That's a weird first wow. one. And, like, they're so forgettable that someone responded to my tweet and was like, no, Sean got the first date and so did um, Vanessa. And I was like, no, nope. you've just forgotten the first <laughs> one because no one, like, it becomes a complete non But this non- felt different event. to me. I, I agree that I was surprised because usually someone with that much potential doesn't get the first date. It's interesting. But this was yeah. such a good date. And she keeps saying, 
emphasizing, like, I wanted you to have this date because I felt so drawn to you. And usually they say something like, I knew you'd be a good person to have this date with because mm-hmm. you seem like fun and laid back. I wonder if she's like, no, I like this guy. I want to see. Yeah, it seems like it. It seemed pretty genuine. It did. So I like turned to my partner and I was like, does he remind you of the guy in the Trivago ads? And then she was like, I have no idea what that is. It's uh, the hotel Trivago Yeah, thing. just like this weird, calm, sort of graying hair dude. <laughs> it's weird because he's not that old. He's like 29 or something. He's 30. 30. 30. His hair looks good. I yeah, loved the salt and pepper. I was... It's not even an indicator. Like, I think that my husband was graying when we met and he was 28. I'm sorry. I love you. But, like, it's just, like, some people do it sooner yeah. than later. But it does give that veneer of maturity. <laughs> I learned uh, my dad went completely gray at the age of 30. But I didn't learn this until he stopped dyeing his hair at the age of 50. Like, I just never knew. Abruptly. He just dyed it all the time. <laughs> Which is funny because he, he looks, like, great with gray hair. And, he like, he would have looked great the whole time. Sometimes it's just hard for people to let go of their youth, you know. I'm worried I won't know when my hair is going gray because it's already, like, sort of grayish looking. And it's like— oh, See, I can already see every single yeah, silver-gray <laughs> hair that is hair, there. It really jumps out. Ugh. That's why older women so dye their upsetting. hair blonde. True story. Yep. Um, anyway, Peter. Peter gets to hang out with Copper— Copper, this was such a delightful moment when Copper with his cast leg like jumps out of the limo. I love when they give him just like a brief clip of a talking head moment and he just growls at the camera. <laughs> um, and that is a cute dog. Yes. Cute. Someone found out what kind of dog he is and I forget already, but I want one. Um, they go to Bark Fest. <laughs> I don't even understand what it was. It's a dog pool party. There was a photo booth for the dogs, <laughs> and there were little doggy the pools. It did not seem like a real thing. No. No, but it seemed great. <laughs> I mean, it was a real thing. I mean, it was just like one. It was just a enclosed hotel pool area with some drinks and mm-hmm. stuff. They had a great time, and I feel like, you know, uh, Peter was embracing his role as Copper's new dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Copper was such a pushover. He was like, ear scratches? Cool. I'm in. I'm going to fall asleep on your lap now. <laughs> Dogs are so easy, man. Um, if only she'd had a cat and she brought a cat along, that would have been real tough to win over. Just imagine a uh, cat. Claire, you're, yeah, you're a cat. No, sorry. No, but that's the great thing about Lots cats. Lots of dogs are feel cuter. I like I have to take them anywhere. <laughs> um, so they're, like, uh, hanging out. Copper's playing in a kiddie pool. They do some dancing together. <laughs> Peter holds copper. And then they get into some pretty real talk pretty yeah. early, which They're also makes me about think. Moving. Right. And that's an incredible, incredibly good indication that yeah. she's into this guy. He says he's totally open and hopes to leave Madison. Yeah, I don't think he wants to live in Wisconsin anymore. <laughs> I get the sense. No, I think he's, he's like, he's when like I came I'm back done. From LA, I was just so depressed, man, and I just got right in a relationship, and now I'm alone in Madison. Um, and she's like, I could move for the right reasons too. And he's like, No, that's cool. <laughs> Which I'll is awesome. It. I hate when all of these dudes show up on a show that's about a woman, and they still assume that she's going to move to cater to all of their needs. Yeah. I mean, he barely, like, he's. I guess uh, Jordan. Model. I guess Jordan moved to to JoJo. Yeah, well, I guess they. I he think, didn't have a job. Yeah. Where do you think Vanessa end up? 
LA. LA. Oh. LA for now, but right, but then they've been in Montreal for like the last week. Really? She went, yeah. dinner with her family, right? Yeah. I'm sure even if they don't end up living in Montreal, they'll be back all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, there are worse places to have to visit with your Yeah, partner. Montreal's great. Yeah. Um, like, for example, Indiana, you know? <laughs> um, and I, I couldn't get over the fact that he is like, so similar to Nick in a lot of ways. He, like, is this sort of scruffy Wisconsin boy who's, like, tries to make it in L.A. and wants a little bit of that but is kind of diffident and awkward. But he's really handsome. He's And I feel like that's carried Devastatingly <laughs> handsome. <laughs> and they talk about their why they both kept their gap teeth. <laughs> I loved that. It was I so was really cute. cute. And then they both talk about therapy and how being in therapy is fantastic. And this was very exciting to me as someone who thinks like everyone should be in therapy and then it's the greatest thing ever. <laughs> uh, but I also think it's genuinely pretty great to have these kind of mainstream love interests on reality TV being like, yeah, therapy, yeah. no big deal. Pretty awesome. It can be super helpful. I know myself better now. It was kind of funny to me that they were both like, yeah, I too was like, I'm so great and attractive, and yet I can't make a relationship work. I must go to therapy because what else could it be but some deep internal problem? But because uh, clearly this everything is on the outside is working. I mean, they're not wrong. Yeah, they are not wrong. That's true. But and so he talks about how he went into therapy because his relationship's working out, and she's like, "You're scaring me. You're scaring me. Oh my god, I'm the, I did same. the same thing." And but he looks so like concerned by the fact that she's saying you're scaring me he doesn't know how to handle it what's his title business owner yeah what does he do i think he owns some sort of fitness thing but also is a model but also like he seems to have a a line of hair pomades (laughs) (laughs) he's nick you guys i'm telling you yeah he's he's gonna start a male grooming service after this um she says that oh she gives him the rose and she says, I'm such a smitten kitten over Peter. And she keeps saying she's extremely hopeful about where this could go. There are fireworks. Uh, and then there I saw fireworks. on his yeah. Instagram account, he posted something like that photo of them with the fireworks and alluded to the fact that it was his birthday. Yeah, apparently it was <laughs> his birthday. Who knew? They didn't tell us. Remember back at the beginning of The Bachelorette and The Bachelor when they would make birthdays into a thing and be like, today's Trista's birthday. Bring her a (laughs) present. Um, Anything else about that date before I move on? Nope. It was great. 10 out of 10. Would recommend. It is weird to like enjoy a date. Just like watching it and not seeing anything go wrong or seeing anyone say something. <laughs> and shitty. it was you know, just like, still, you're like, oh, that was yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Nice. You're like, and there were cute dogs. I know, right? We all won. <laughs> and he sort of reminds me like a lot of the guys she's interested in are really outgoing and really energetic. And he seems more like on the Anthony end of maybe balancing her out a little bit and being a good listener. Um, and he what he didn't bring that like. I'm going to be all over Rachel energy. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, he she seems... kind of she kind of went in for the kiss. Yeah. First. But he seemed really into it. I think. He's no, I actually I actually liked that. Yeah. It didn't like a hard time seeing anyone in the house fighting with him. He just yeah. seems so chill. Yeah. I think actually most of these guys seem to get along with each other with a few yeah. exceptions. But they seem to be like 
pretty jokey with each other and like friends. Yeah, you guys were talking about this on the the last episode about how like it's strange not see like half the people be like douchebags. Like a lot of them actually seem kind of great. But yeah. I do wonder if it's because so much of the negative energy is concentrated on Lucas. <laughs> yeah, we <laughs> might we might see. So obvious. That's true. Yeah, Lucas and Blake are so terrible. I mean, and this often and happens they... at the beginning of any season. You have those like initial characters and then you start to see the shittier sides of some other people. Well, that's the thing is like, I think this episode I started to, as I got to know other characters, be like, oh no, I really like that guy. This guy actually super gets on my nerves. This guy I'm still waiting on and the seeing fence. with. Yeah. So, like, I'm still giving Josiah time to settle in, but Eric was really starting to irritate me by the end. We're going to take a quick break, but then we'll be right back with more Bachelorette Breakdown with Kevin. Before we get back to the show, have you had a chance to find Here to Make Friends on iTunes? If not, now is the perfect time to subscribe and give us a rating. Every time we get a new subscription or review, our show climbs the iTunes chart, which helps other people discover our show. Okay, now back to the show. Group date. Okay, so who's on this one? Will, Jamie, Diggy, who has not been getting enough attention... Alex, Adam, Lee, Matt, Eric, Josiah, and Demario, and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yes. Well, the group date <laughs> card is Swish, and as Rachel points out, if they didn't know what was coming, that's then a problem. That's a problem. <laughs> she likes a, a guy with good deductive reasoning skills. I think, like basic deductive also, reasoning. Also, I want to point out that every time Jamie like showed up, I was like, "Who's this doofus?" And then I was like, "Oh, it's perfect facial features guy." Yes, and he's yeah, also the uh, guy that spells Jamie J A M E Y. Yeah, which. Why? Why Jamie's parents? I'm not like a big stickler for like how you spell your name, but that just feels wrong. (laughs) (laughs) It feels like it's violating some sort of grammar rule or something. Um, And yeah, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar comes in and gives Rachel like some good advice on how to use the basketball game to trawl for for husband material. Yeah, good. As a metaphor. <laughs> yeah, and it, they should go golfing sometime. And just be like, <laughs> that would actually be the amazing. great thing about golf is that much like marriage, it requires a lot of concentration and <laughs> finesse. And expensive equipment. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Um, and yeah, I love him. He's great. And he's also long been a viewer and a pretty vocal critic of the show. Mm-hmm. So it's cool to see him on. He wrote a little column for The Hollywood Reporter about how the producers called him when they had decided to choose a bachelorette and they were like wanted to let him know the next bachelorette was going to be a black woman and they would love to have him on. Have him on every season. He was fantastic. I like the basketball like, challenge. Yeah. Really a fan of Rachel though. Yes. Like, no, he, he's he like, like so there for Rachel. Rachel. Uh, um, and he also, I liked that um, all of the dudes were, like, super starstruck by him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I want to, like, I just love his whole current career act of being, like, a critic at large and, like, a <laughs> columnist. A cultural and, like, critic. Writing, like, he wrote a book that was, like, a Sherlock Holmes book or something. He's just, like, doing it all. Um, and he's written a lot of really great stuff about reality TV. Yeah. I, I love he was him. He's perfect for this. Um, and... Basketball brings out the worst in some of the guys, I have to say. Sports generally. 
Yeah. Yeah. But, but you know, like every woman just loves to watch her man play some basketball. Demario's bravado was really getting intense. <laughs> he was actually pretty good, though. He was. Yeah. yeah. I, at least it was earned. Yeah. <laughs> I just felt like last season. Well, I loved how they opened with um, just like a super cut of everyone bricking all of these shots, which I thought was pretty amazing. And like bricking in warm ups when they were just like shooting like, <laughs> without any defend- defenders. From a standing position, I was like, "Guys, I could do," and I'm terrible at basketball. Oh, there's that part yeah, where the, Lee and they the were not great over himself. <laughs> oh, yeah. Half of them and just fell. Eats it. Oh, right. I loved it. They they were they were all rusty because they hadn't been able to play for like a week. They've just been in the mansion, <laughs> lifting beer cans for exercise. Um, yeah, Demario seemed like the only one who was actually and Eric good. was like, "I don't see much competition. I'm like the real the real baller here." Does it, he and he gets the ball to go down the court and first he does like a weird little dance. Oh yeah, <laughs> no, an anticipatory celebration of his anticipated basket. <laughs> yeah, not successful. Um, she doesn't like that apparently, but she does like that Demario is dunking and showing off. And I was like, you're being inconsistent here. I need to know what. I you mean, like. Demario's very charming. He is. I liked him too. And then. Yeah. And then, uh Chris Harrison shows up. <laughs> it's also worth noting that Mario's team loses the basketball game. Okay, yeah. that was very confusing because we didn't see anyone from the other team make any shots. And then right. they were like, and the white team wins. Well, because clearly they just wanted to play up DeMario. DeMario. Right. Yeah. I mean, it was very obvious when they started focusing so much on DeMario. And we already kind of knew that it was going to be him with the girlfriend because they had said like five times, like, he might not be here for the right reasons. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I I wish that they had misdirected us a little bit more. Sometimes I get annoyed when they try really hard to misdirect us. but They, they didn't even try. So obvious. Um, I kind of thought that DeMario was like the Victor Crumb on Team Bulgaria. Like, he was dragged down by the incompetence of the rest of his team, but he was He was just still like, the MVP. He was still the MVP of the game. Yeah. Um, that was just, you know... And we he, get, he thinks of himself as more of a Derek Jeter, like a Michael Jordan, but... I know. He just He's like, I'm the Tom Brady. I'm the Derek Jeter. I'm like, the Michael Jordan. Jordan. <laughs> he's just naming. <laughs> he's just confident like them. He's confident like Derek Jeter. Although when they do like the cut of him scoring a bunch of baskets... Like, he must score at least six or seven, which means he has half of his team's points, right? Yeah, that's got to feel pretty they good. They all score a total of, like, 30 points after 40 <laughs> minutes or something like that. Yeah, and then you see, like, at, like occasionally another guy just sort of, like, heave it into the air and it happens. <laughs> yeah, just like, that's the penguin guy? Uh, the penguin guy was there. Yeah, Matt. Um, Good for him. Oh, I thought his name was Steve. <laughs> <laughs> you guys got to have me on in later yeah. episodes when they're like. When you actually know their names. <laughs> that's yeah. why. That's what our extensive notes are for. <laughs> um, but there's no Steve. Um, I'm pretty sure. No. No yeah. Steve. Um, and. Okay. So then Rachel, they all go back to the locker room. Uh, and Rachel is, you know, like the kind goddess she is. She She indulges the crowd in taking selfies. And then we're left with one lone woman. Who could this woman be? And especially, like, Rachel has to know what's coming because instead of just, like, shaking her hand. I don't think she, she they, knows. They, like, sit, she knows that something is happening because they, like, sit down She knows down something's together. happening. That's not, like, a fan interaction. The woman is like, I have something to tell you. Right. No, she knows something's coming, but she doesn't. I don't think she was prepared for this. No. And you see later she gets pretty Right. She's pissed, pissed at produ- production. Yeah. Um, so this girl... 
I don't know how she she's like this very pale, um, very dark <laughs> hair that looks very dyed. Um, she has a big scrunchie on her wrist and very long, pointy, dark nails and like a flesh toned tight top. Like it's a lot of look for me. Um, and if I knew I were going on TV, I maybe would have gone a different direction. But I just like lost the scrunchie. But whatever. It's <laughs> exactly. fine. You know, you live your truth. Um it's easy to lose a scrunchie. I lose mine all the time. And she sits down with Rachel and says that when she saw DeMario on After the Final Rose, he was one of the four people who came out, he was still her boyfriend of and seven months. she just hadn't heard from him in three days. And she says and then she saw him on the TV. keys to her apartment. Also, like, if you are going to go on this show... Don't just ghost the person you're dating. And he's not the first person to do this. We know that Grant did this. Mm -hmm. Robbie had some weird, like, breakup in the final minutes before he went on JoJo's season. Yeah, Yeah. yeah, at the very least, be the asshole that's like, this isn't going to work. And then you go on TV. Because when you ghost someone, it takes, I'm going to say, more than three days for it to count as a breakup. Because sometimes you're dating someone— and you just don't talk for a few days. That's not a breakup. Also, ghosting someone when you've been, like, it's just cruel. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I, it's one of the worst things that you can do, especially if you're seeing that person for months. Yeah, seven months is too long for a ghosting, but especially it's too long for three days to count as ghosting. I mean, everything about this, like, I would be furious <laughs> if that happened yeah. to me. Have you ever ghosted someone, Kevin? no. Sure. I know, right? He denies it. Like, all the men, they're just like, he's cheating? Like, how terrible. None of us, surely. I I did, like, ghost someone after one uh, OkCupid date once because— after my, one date my is different. was like, you shouldn't feel the urge to—the re- the need to respond to all them. Just, like, just don't text back. And so I didn't. And then the next day, he texted again with, like, this really forlorn, like— what did I, I do wrong I message? Think going and I was like, I should never have done this. Fine. I think it is too. Because you like don't owe the other person anything if you had gone on like two one, or three like dates, one, you know. Especially I, if you I didn't know them before. If you that. didn't know them before, but I yeah. still, if someone, I still like to respond. I just think yeah. it's rude. It's yeah. just rude. Just tell someone you don't want to go out with them again. Like, it's it's fine, right? You don't have even have to talk. You don't even have to talk to someone in person these days. You just send a text. We have so many venues yeah. to which to call it off yeah. in 2017. There's just no excuse, especially if you're dating someone for seven months or and you have just, their keys. Yes. Or another thing I did once was I shut down my entire OkCupid account, and that was really effective. <laughs> oh, my God. None of the guys have my number yet. Um, oh, okay. Well, yeah. Yeah. Um, so Rachel goes to get DeMario to hear his side of the story. And it's so awkward because he thinks that he's getting singled out for, like, special attention. So, and so kind of sad, guys. right? Yeah, they're like, yeah, they're oh, like, yeah, oh, oh he, I like, guess picked her up he to just, dump, she just she really was... liked that. And she did. So she in did. That sense, they just don't know what's happened since then. He walks out and you see his, like, his face goes through, like, five different yeah. Well, first he gives her gives Lexi the girl's name apparently is Lexi. He gives her this look like, oh hey, like he like what a surprise to see you. And here. Lexi's like, karma's a bitch, Mario. But then his face turns to like, oh no, I can't admit that this is my girlfriend. So he turns to Rachel and is like, who's, who's this? this? What's like, dude? That is. That's the story not, changes like yeah. five he's like, times in the course. I don't. E- I don't even seconds. know her. I only saw her a couple times so long ago. We only we talked for six months. I 
I don't have those keys. I I FedEx you those keys. Like <laughs> and this is my favorite point because then she turns to the camera and is like, "I check my mailbox every day." <laughs> And it's just like like she was a little all devolves, over the place. It devolves she was into this very awkward Jerry Springer esque confrontation. Yeah, like she's trying to talk to. But I also um, I had mixed feelings because I also like could understand how you might work yourself up to this appearance and then just be so full of rage that you cannot contain yourself. Especially because he just keeps denying. Whatever right, he's she like says. he's like I literally don't know you. Yeah, and then he's like, okay, I do. We did hook up a couple times, maybe more than that. And then he's like, she's crazy. She's just so crazy. That's why I had to never talk to her again and come on television. (laughs) That seemed like a good way to handle it. I guess the crazy thing to me is, like, how did DeMario not think this was going to come up? Like, this kind of plot line happens every season. It's always one guy. It's just like, just have a story ready. Just be like, yeah, you know what? Like, you know, I... I ghosted, we broke up. Just say, like, one thing that's consistent, and it will actually come across better than you think. And Rachel was amazing in this situation because her attorney side came out, and she was like, (laughs) be specific to me. I need to understand what's happening. She was like, okay, Lexi, you say your side. Demario, you say your side. And then she said to Demario, and she's like, do you understand you're not making sense? (laughs) And I loved that Lexi brings out the text messages, and Rachel's like, okay, great. First, Demario, which story is this going to corroborate, yours or hers? No, yours or hers. Tell me. No, you're not answering my question. And then finally she looks at the text when she's given Demario a chance to say his piece. He did not explain himself at all. I just loved it because so often when the girlfriend comes on, the lead does not know how to handle a conflict-type situation. Right, and she's like, I am looking at evidence here, and I'm trying to understand what your alibi is. (laughs) It's so great. She says something like, my question to you is when did you cut it off? I need you to be specific with me. And he's like, for he's like a, a, while. A, while, a while ago. Back then. And then she looks at the receipts <laughs> and is like, get the fuck out. So, yeah, she's. First, so Lexi calls him like, a piece of trash. Yeah. And he's like, look, I, I want to be here. And Rachel's like, I know you want to be here, but I don't think you want to be with me. And then she says that she's not there to be played, she's she, not there to be made a fool, she's not there to be embarrassed. And she asked him to get the fuck out. She's like, so I'm really going to need you to get the fuck out. The thing I really so, love uh, My entire watch party cheered, <laughs> like erupted in cheers. But then she kind of goes on this thing about how uh, the reason she's really upset is she actually sent other guys home mm-hmm. and they can get a fair shot. And one of them could be in Demario's place. And I thought that was a really yeah. smart thing to say. And I think if you're a thoughtful person on this show, you know that like you're making these choices and you're sending people home before you actually know them. Yeah. So that makes sense as a concern when someone is shitty. And it also made sense to me why she was clearly super furious at production for putting her in that situation. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love that. So Chris Harrison has been hovering, which he's normally not there for this, at least recently. He In recent seasons, he hasn't he really was been there as like the moral support because they knew yeah, this was going to happen. Yeah, but she wasn't that into it. Yeah. So she's like stalking around the perimeter of the gym. She walks past Chris Harrison and he's just waiting there like a robot that's like ready to activate whenever she needs emotional support. And instead, she just like can't even look at him. She's like, I can't deal with this right now. And she goes and uh, talks to the guys instead. And she's like, I'm not great. And she just gives them a little spiel. She's like, I'm truly giving myself in this process. I don't want to be played. When I tell you I'm keeping it 100 and I don't want to be played, I don't want to be a joke. So if anybody else has a girlfriend, just tell me now. 
And then she leaves really quickly. And they're all just like, <laughs> all the men are just like, like Wait, in no, shock. I want to tell you about my girlfriend. <laughs> um, yeah, they were real. Because, well, because at that point, they still thought that Demario was like getting a rose. Away. Mm-hmm. Um, and Demario, meanwhile, is leaving. He and, says several times that his character was assassinated. He keeps saying, yes. This is crazy. crazy. This is crazy. This is crazy. Oh, this is crazy. And he can't stop grinning, which I don't know how to take that because. I mean, he was clearly in grin shock. out of anxiety. I think, I think it was an anxiety grin. Yeah, but it was very a very weird vibe. Um, I mean, look, maybe he thought they were done, whatever. But like, just you need to handle yourself better. Yeah, if you're gonna go on this show, make sure that you have wrapped up any previous relationships. It, yeah, it should be clear. There should be no ambiguity that you were no longer with the person you were sleeping with the week before. Just send yeah. a breakup text. Right. Yeah. Like that it didn't it didn't take that much. It's not the best way to do it, but at least it's done. And he was like, "Oh, I ended it in person face to face in your apartment." And she's like, "The last time you were in my apartment, you were fucking me." <laughs> it's like, "Oh, okay. it was getting real." Why did you yeah. give her the opportunity to say that? Um, so it's the evening portion. Rachel's like, "Demario is a dirty dirty dog." But now I just have to look past the charm and see what these guys really are. And she sits down with all the guys in turn and gives them a chance to, like, make her feel better. Um, who do you guys think was most successful? <laughs> well, Josiah did a pretty good job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He he was just very, um, like, very confident in his conversation with her. Yeah. He was like, I'm very protective. I'm upset seeing you hurt. And he's like, I got, I'm upset at Demario. Yeah. Well, they were buddies. He him the hell off. That's the thing. Like, they were, like, they had this, like, joking rivalry about who was going to get to marry Rachel. And then now he's, like, finding out that he was probably lied to. Um, I feel like Josiah did the rare thing where he, he came across as protective, but not, like, in this weird way where he was, like, defending her or, like, he's like I'm got, I got your honor. Yeah, you're you know? mine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It just, it, it was protective in a way of, like, hey, I, I give a shit if you're upset. And this is a crappy thing that happened to you. And I'm going to be, like, assertive about that. That was yeah. pretty impressive. And she liked that a lot. She's a little traditional, too. I think she likes it when men are courting her, when men are protecting her. Um, and yeah. that's fair. But they still need to be able to give her space to be her own person. I, I like no. that she's able to um, assert that she wants certain things that might be seen as more traditional in a dating relationship, but it's not in a way where she wants to like cede all agency. Which is good to a because she needs to have all this agency on the show. So when women come on and are like, I don't know, like I don't like to be in charge, that creates a really lackluster season. But she's really got a firm grasp. Uh, can we take a moment to appreciate that Diggy wore like three different pairs of glasses during this episode <laughs> and they were all excellent? He does own 157 pairs of shoes or something like that. Was that the number? I think it's more than that. Yeah, maybe. I think. But I haven't noticed the hundreds. shoes. I've noticed the bow ties and the glasses. This is why I always used to think shoes weren't important because when you're looking at someone's face, you can't <laughs> see their shoes. I was like, who's looking at shoes? That's not a thing. But glasses... You guys are I mean, both wearing great glasses right now, and I and I notice. I feel like um, he might have. They, they might all be Warby Parkers because yes. I felt like I recognized. I feel like we might have. I feel like he had these it's a clear very ones that I'm wearing. Way to have a lot of. Um, I currently have um, three pairs of glasses wow. because they're Warby's. <laughs> 
Um, yeah. God, so I, sponsored I, by Warby Parker. Yeah. Phone I know, Guys, not, I know, please. not, an, not an ad, but yeah, I would, I would endorse them. Um, and I just, I appreciate Diggy's style, yeah. and I wish he was getting a little more attention because he, he actually seems like, cool. This is how I used to feel when I first got contacts, and I would look at my face in the mirror with them in, and I'd be like, "Who am I?" Like, where there's no defining feature to my face anymore. When we see Diggy without his glasses for basketball purposes, I was like, "Who's that guy?" <laughs> we really only saw. Demario throughout the entirety of basketball. Yeah, but and there a bit of Josiah. Like, I wasn't. Was Jack Stone part of the basketball yep. group? No, oh. Jack Stone was in the first date. We've oh, gotten yeah, like right. no Jack Stone. That's okay. Uh, Jack very, Stone yeah, does fine. have some one-on-one time on the first date where he kind of like leans in very aggressively around Rachel, like bending his head down. I can't and it's deal like, with his hair. Oh, I can't it's deal with any teeth. of him. Um, and, um, okay, we get a yeah. Will reads her like an inspirational poem. I really like Will. Yeah, that was a really dorky thing to do, but he's she very, really likes yeah, it. Yeah, he's very cute. And we he's one of the ones that we saw in, in the promo, so he at least makes it a few more weeks. Yeah. And Alex sings a Russian folk song to her that kind that of ends weird. halfway through. Yeah, that was strange. That was weird. She was really amused. I know. Was... I didn't understand. Uh, and then he's like, it's about dark eyes. You have dark eyes. It's great. It's a great song because it applies to probably like 75% of people. (laughs) Um, Eric is the first, I think, to bring up love languages. It had to happen. Episode two. They didn't waste a lot of time. (laughs) She says quality time and physical touch. Guys, do, what are your love languages? How will I, how can I make my, I thought she said, oh yeah, she said quality time. Mine, um, words of affirmation. Emma, you're great. Thanks. Probably also (laughs) physical. Probably both those things. I'm, oh, I'm I'm trying to stroke thanks. Emma's wrist oh, right so now. Oh, so nice. I feel so loved. <laughs> what about you? Me? Yeah. Um, I always say all of them. <laughs> I'm very demanding. <laughs> and in case anyone's wondering, there's quality time, physical touch, words of affirmation. Gifts. Gifts and acts, and acts of, of service. service. I love all those things. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, they're all great, but you have to... Sometimes you have to choose. I priorities. can't choose. Gifts it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, now we know what to do for you next time you're on the yeah. pod, Kevin. We got you this granola bar <laughs> from the kitchen. Do you feel loved? I do. <laughs> um, so then they kind of, he kind of lunges at her and they make out. And he's like, says in his in the moment that he had like, he had a good day because he got the trophy and then he got the kiss. And I was like, Oh, I'm starting to not like him so much. But I think she's into him. Yeah. Also, we saw in the promo that he makes it yeah. far. Mm-hmm. He is somewhere in Europe in, like, a hot tub. So I think Eric's going to be around for a while. I just feel like there's some, like, sort of douchiness that's draped in all this mindfulness language that also bothers Yeah. You know, I, I see that. I'm, like, trying to reserve judgment because yeah. I think she likes him. So I'm, like, trying to see what she sees. And I liked his little... Dancing and the after the final rose, yeah. But then he danced again. I know, I know. That I was the, bad. The problem is like his best moment was on after the final rose. Yeah, I'm hoping maybe we'll get some some more good stuff from him. But yeah, right now jury's still out. Yeah. So Josiah gets the group date rose, and then it's time for the and, rose. And ceremony. Josiah said he feels butterflies in his stomach. <laughs> Didn't Kenny say something similar in the first episode? Probably. It's yeah. crazy, but like. There, there are just like a couple metaphors for, <laughs> <all> metaphors <laughs> for someone, yeah. and so they've all used it basically at this point. Rachel said it this episode too, I think. And they're um, back at the house, and it's pouring rain. 
and there's a cloud over everyone. Thanks, Iggy. Yeah, Iggy calls the weather appropriately fitting. And I was like, mm. I love how Iggy is just like, he's like, I'm just not going to make it far. I'm slot myself in my <laughs> It's like, do you need someone to describe the mood of this day? At <laughs> He's in for exposition. <laughs> Didn't get a date at all this week. Brian, uh, Anthony, Anthony, Bryce, Bryce, Bryce. Yeah, there were a few people. I just didn't. Whenever see it all. you guys name someone, I'm gonna be like, "Yep, I don't remember." <laughs> um, and Rachel is dressed in oh, a black, my clingy gown with like br- bright gold, gold accents, accents and around and a belt. It was. A- <sighs> Excellent dress. <laughs> I mean, the amazing thing is she looks good in everything. Like, she wore kind of a dusty lilac dress earlier, which is a tough color to pull off if you don't have a very specific, like, complexion. Like, I couldn't pull it off for sure. <laughs> but she looks great in everything. But the gold and black was, like, particularly great. Um, and it was, like, that high slit thing. <sighs> With the flowy skirt. And she skirt. has, like, the big oh, fur great. on. She's been I love the fur. fur accents. I'm very into that. Um, and she talks to Brian. He goes right in for the makeout. They have, like, pretty intense sexual chemistry. That mm-hmm. is going to yeah. carry him far. It makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's into it. I'm like, I just feel like I shouldn't be here right now. <laughs> he, he also offers like a, a massage. because a lot of tongue. Because he, lot of tongue. Oh, there's a lot of tongue. Um, but he goes in for the, like, I'm a chiropractor. I will give you stress relief. Let me give you a massage thing, which she is into. I mean, I'm glad it went that direction because he said, I want to be your stress relief. And I was like, ew. Is he the one that keeps saying he's good with his hands? Yes. Yeah. Because he's a chiropractor. Well, like, to be fair. I'm sorry, like, a chiropractic is. physician. It's your job. Yeah. <laughs> it's like bragging that I'm good at writing things. Yeah, right. Like, I fucking hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then we see there's a little scuffling outside. And Demario is back because his character has been assassinated. Oh, we also get a really weird thing where, like, Adam, who had the doll in the first episode, well, that's the thing. brings a Barbie dream house. They intercut Demario oh, yeah. talking to security with, like, her little happy <laughs> conversations with the guys. Demario brought in a dollhouse. Adam. Oh, yeah. Al- yeah. Adam Al- brought in a, a dollhouse. It was... Just like, he's really going for it. He's like, yeah. this is going to be my thing with the dolls. <laughs> it's like, they wouldn't let me bring my collection of porcelain antique dolls that I cover my bed with. But Yeah, I it's like that this. weird the d- dollhouse and then a thumb war with Iggy. I'm like, this is not, Iggy's oh, yeah. not doing Iggy. well. <laughs> he's like, this is going to be a good way to touch her. Because <laughs> it's the only way I'm going to touch her. Uh, um, and Demario is like, I need to speak with Rachel. My character was assassinated, and Chris Harrison's like, look, sir, this is up to Rachel. Please stay off the property while we discuss this. I, they, they do this. Like, they've done this a few times with guys where they're like, oh, my God, he showed up out of nowhere. Security. Keep him restrained. Like Chris Bukowski. Yeah. When he showed up for Andy's season, they did that this. That was super weird. He was like, But it been was here also all- planned, obviously. Yeah. Like, it's so obviously, like, they know this person's coming. It's yeah. not a surprise. Um, so Chris goes and interrupts poor Fred. Poor Fred, who just He's is not being given time. a chance at all. I think Fred might go home this because all she can say to him is like, You were a bad kid in third grade. And he's like, I 
maybe I've grown, but there's she's, and just she's not like, into I it. I can't see it. Like probably you have, but I just I'll she's never see it. She's definitely the harshest that. to Fred. Yeah, yeah. poor Fred. <laughs> poor guy. And she also like she calls him Freddie sometimes and Frederick. I don't know. That's kind of that actually to me is the only promising sign <laughs> because she's nicknaming him in like a very person like she knows what she's he's just like you're a child and, to call and you will always be a child to me and also you're bad yeah. <laughs> like it's not promising but like anyone who's got like a nickname if sort of friendly name in I wonder, a relationship. I wonder if we'll Your see him on will, Paradise. Like, I don't have a nickname friendly name, but my my husband husband's name is Greg. I call him Gregory sometimes. You know, you play around with it. If I were just his friend, I would never do that. So that was the one thing that I was like, she has that sort of playful, like, intimacy with him, except she sees him as a third grader. <laughs> like, uh, um, And... Rachel says, yeah, I'll talk to DeMario. Of course. I mean, how could you They not? don't always, though. I know, but I appreciated that she was like, uh, yeah, I'm curious. Because I would be the same way. Yeah. You're like, even if this goes terribly, like, I need to know what this guy is trying to That's say. Like, when Chris Bukowski came and Andy was like, no, I don't even want to see him. It's not fair to the guys. And I was like, but what about us? Like, we want to see you have that conversation. <laughs> um, so, but we don't see the conversation yet. It's a cliffhanger. But, of course, all the men go with, like, their pitchforks. <laughs> like, Lee, That's like, alerts the troops, and then Kenny's like, I'm going to whoop DeMario's ass. This, like, drove me nuts because, like, the only reason DeMario is still there is because Rachel wants to talk to him. Mm-hmm. And they're like, no, we're going to go fucking beat his ass. I'm like, what if you let her deal with this? She's in charge. She has a security detail. Everything's going to be fine. They all just want to, like, get their manly moment in. My question I guess is we'll like, see it next week. what is like the best case scenario for Demario? Like, I can't even imagine it I going guess well. If in my mind, the best thing he could do is to be like, is to kind of own it more and just be like, I came in with X Y Z set of expectations. I screwed up the ending of this thing. I really want to be here. I totally respect your decision to send me home, but like, I couldn't leave without you know. Like I yeah. tell, telling you, yeah, that's the only I'm way. I'm back in the house. If he if he goes in with excuses, being like that crazy girl came yeah, in, like that good. will not play well, especially not with Rachel. But it reminds me of who was it who was on Ben's season and was like, I had a boyfriend, and when I saw Ben on Caitlyn's season, I like dumped him. It was because Kayla. I, was that? Oh yes, it was Kayla. So like, I feel like. There is almost, like, a sympathy to the idea of, like, you saw Rachel and you knew that, like— Or you knew this thing wasn't working out and then—like, that was Robbie's excuse. Right, but what I mean is, like, it was so recent. Like, I can see him being like, you know, it seems like I'm not here for you because of this weird thing that happened. But it's actually because I'm so here for you that I couldn't even— be bothered with my old relationship anymore. I knew you were the one. I don't think that she would necessarily accept that, especially at this point. But there's a way to play it that's like, I couldn't stand to be in this other relationship once I knew that you were in the world. Yeah. Sort of thing. Uh, I have a sneaking suspicion that Demario will play it worse than either of us have yeah. suggested. Yeah, I, think, so. <laughs> I think it's like, I would put good money on that. Yeah, I think he's going to go with um, this crazy girl assassinated she's my been, character. She's been stalking me. <laughs> she won't leave me alone. I've been trying to be nice because she's so crazy. But 
any guy that uses the excuse of like, I'm just so nice and this bitch is crazy. Like, no, goodbye. Especially because he couldn't even keep his story straight for like the first, like he kept being like, I don't know her. No, I do. We we hooked up. No, we dated. That doesn't make me inclined to believe any future like when he goes, formulation. Mm, oh, wait, I FedEx the keys <laughs> yeah. like, as if you would actually FedEx keys. That's like a very also because like what if the postman opened the envelope and was like, great, now I have keys to this person's apartment. <laughs> Don't mail keys, people. It's crazy. Um, I check my mailbox. Every also, day. if you, every day. also if you mailed thing. her keys, that's, that's got to become a thing. Like, <laughs> listen, bitch, check my mailbox every freaking day. <laughs> um, and we finish up. Lucas is teaching Fred how to waboom. I gotta say the waboom thing, like. He makes it sound like it's really complicated, but it's really not. You just have to commit to it, and I just yeah. don't think anyone. No one wants, wants to, do to it. shake their yeah. head that aggressively. Because, like, what's the benefit of committing to it? Nothing is the thing. Right. It's like you have to really commit to this dumbass thing that will make you look like a moron. Like, just don't do it. I do always enjoy their little outtakes, though, in the credits, because you see like all the less dramatic but more fun moments that they tend to have in the house. Yeah, because these guys and, and and the girls too, like, they all become pretty good friends. They spend so much time together. They end up doing a lot of like weird things. Like I think it was during Ben season, the girls would like have weird like bubble baths and be drinking wine and like there were just all That's these. All I would do right all these funny things that they do to pass the time um, that we don't get to really that, see. But by ourselves, I just wish there yeah. was more of it. Yeah, like I actually I find that stuff super delightful. Um, and I wish we got to see their friendships a little more. Like everyone's just like a little bit or maybe more than a little bit dorky. Yeah. Yeah. I like seeing that side. Like last week was like when they were freestyling. <laughs> oh, so bad. Oh, God. But um, I I feel like it gets crowded out also when there's so much good stuff. Mm-hmm. But I'm fine with that. But a lot of episodes I feel like they're just padding. You might as well put in more of the fun bonding time. Do you guys feel like this is one of the stronger starts to a Bachelorette season? Yes. One of the strongest. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I've actually floored with how much I'm enjoying the season. Oh, it's been great. It's been so I mean, good. It has to do with, like, a lot of, I think it would have been great even with just, you know, Rachel being the Bachelorette. But, like, just, like, 100% drama, episode two. Exactly. Yeah. And it was good drama. That was good TV. I feel like uh, casting stepped up their game. For this season. And the producers have stepped up. Like, they are just making this show well. Yeah. I think the other thing, too, is, like, they, the thing with the, the Bachelor and The Bachelor is they just tease so much, right? Like, throughout the season, even what's going to happen after the commercial break. And, like, maybe 90% of the time it underdelivers on that. And I feel like <laughs> yeah. everything in this episode overdelivered. Oh, yeah. Yes. You know, like, we know, That's like, even if point. you know it's DeMario, um, the confrontation is better than the revelation itself. Oh yeah, that I I could not even. And the way that she like swore on her kittens. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. my god, I, I was like, that was so awesome. <laughs> it she was swore so both insane. on her father's grave and her kittens. That was quite a combo. It was intense. She it should was, be on paradise. Yeah, oh I mean god, everything, yes. and that's but that's what I mean when I say like casting stepped up because all of these people are like slightly smarter and funnier at least than than the average crop and that means that like the conversations are better and the jokes are better and then even when they're like surprised their reactions are are better yeah i i also think rachel is 
She's a really good lead. I mean, often I feel like the Bachelorettes have to be better than the Bachelor because we've had so many bland Bachelors who just have offered nothing. <clears throat> and usually the Bachelorette is a little bit more of a strong personality, but they still usually crumble pretty quickly and, like, start crying a lot or, like, having a hard time handling all the guys. And Rachel is so on top of it that it makes it so much more fun for me to watch. She and usually, like, like, even by episode two, you're starting to tire of the lead because it's mm-hmm. a lot. I mean, it is a, it's a lot to have to carry the show and they often end up like falling into cliches and getting really annoying or just having terrible taste. And like, I don't feel any of that with Rachel. Yeah, she yeah. kind of acts the way you hope you would act if you were in that position, right? Yeah. yeah. And I would definitely. <laughs> just like that. I did mock trial in high school, so I have a similar background. <laughs> Um. Yeah, she, I I have high hopes for the rest of this season based on how this because this really <clears throat> it was like a mid season episode in terms of the level of drama and the I level hope we of keep emotional going investment. in this in this direction. Yeah, because it's great. So do we have okay? Before we wrap up, <laughs> any predictions? Like who who would your current like top four or five be? Peter for sure. Oh, one hundred percent. Can I name anyone else? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who are just all the ones who you know their I think names. Kenny will get far and not make it. Um, gosh, I don't know. Maybe Josiah. I feel like Josiah definitely turned a corner. But... I think Josiah might flame out midway. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think you're probably right. And Kenny too, <laughs> actually. I think like they're going to do decently well, but not make it into that top like five then thing. Dean will probably do pretty well. I Dean seems like he's out like maybe like fourth to last or yeah, something yeah. like yes, that. Yes, I agree. I think he'd be number four or five. Um, and I think I'm just rooting for like the ascendance of Diggy. Yeah. I know. I am I feel like she's not that into Diggy because we're not getting screen time with him. Could be a dark horse. But he could be a dark horse. Well, apparently and I would appreciate that. that. We'll never be able to guess who wins. So. No, I mean, I think we can guess and I my guess would be Peter right now. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it could always change. I think... I do think Eric, just from the promos, Eric and Anthony and Will yeah. are going to do I pretty well. I think Anthony well. is going to be like a dark horse because yes. he's quiet. We haven't seen much of him, but we do see him show up later in promos. And it seems like they have a lot of and he's things from in what we know, like very smart, even keeled. Which one's Anthony? He's um, bald, bald, and he's the one who's the Fulbright scholar. <laughs> Oh, yeah. that's and he, right. He, his favorite book was Murakami. Book. <laughs> yeah, our hipsters pick. Yeah, Anthony. Um, but we do see him later on. Oh, and Brian. Brian, Brian. is in my top four. I, I would say Anthony, Brian, Peter, and, and Dean. Dean are my top four. Yeah, I would agree. No. I don't even know who Bryce is. Bryce is the transphobic one. The firefighter. Yep. I, yeah, see, I oh. can't even remember what I he looks like. I think I'm confusing like. Brian with Bryce. Brian is oh, yeah. Brian. Yes, that's Brian. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, he'll go far. Yeah, he'll go yeah. far. Okay. I'm he'll go to fantasy. I bet, I bet he's third to last. I bet he... Fantasy yeah, sweet. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, his the kissing bothered me less this time, but maybe just because there was less of it. <laughs> the first episode, I just couldn't be present when they were making out. Um, anyone else that were, like, I I feel like now it's kind of anyone's game now that, you know, Demario's gone. It's I kind know. of like anyone could just disappear. I kind of have a hard time mad- imagining the next Bachelor out of that class, too. I know. In a weird way, well, I think, like... Well, I could see... Peter? If Peter doesn't win, he'll be the Bachelor. But if he wins, I'd say 
It could be Brian. Um, mm-hmm. It could be Dean. Dean's it so could. Young. It, he's young though, so I would recommend against it. But I could see them doing it, or like an Anthony, yeah. an or, Anthony or a Will or a Kenny. But Kenny's gonna go to paradise. I think Kenny probably. will go to paradise and will make it far enough. enough. Yeah, but he'll be fantastic on paradise. Also, paradise is starting to film in two days, oh my so God. a lot of these guys are gonna be in paradise very soon. Yeah, so if, if we they see go quiet on exactly, media, I was gonna say. Yeah. I was gonna say if they stop tweeting and stop posting on Instagram, uh, we know they're probably in paradise for the next few weeks. Yeah, and I think that's um, a perfect note for us to yeah wrap up on. Thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, today. thanks for having me. It's been Great delightful, episode. delightful yeah. as always. And now, welcome to Feminism Fails, where we rate the most cringeworthy anti-lady moments of the week on our very own patented feminism fail scale. One, you do you, bro. Two, that's questionable. Three, not cool people. Four, the 1950s are back. Five, gender equality is straight up dead. And now it's time for Feminism Fails. First, we have to talk about Demario ghosting a girl for like two days instead of just dumping her. Gonna give that a three. It's not exclusively a male province, but it is just a sign of a lack of respect in a relationship, which is just not cool. For me, this is like at least a four just in a humanity fail because there's nothing I hate more than people who ghost instead of uh, actually acknowledging that there's a human being they were spending time with. Yeah, just because we have dating apps now doesn't mean you can't treat people with respect. Get it together, men. (laughs) Uh, And women and everyone, but like mostly men. Uh, (laughs) Then (laughs) we have the entire husband material obstacle course as an entire concept. Um, We're going to give that one a three because it was that middle ground of very confusing and also like we should maybe set the bar higher than uh, drowning your fake baby in a sink for fatherhood. Just saying. Wow. Okay. Well, someone expects a lot, I have to say. <laughs> uh, next, all the guys apparently decide to rumble with Demario instead of letting Rachel talk to him like an adult and deal with the situation. Can I give that a three? Because it seems like she likes being protected and they're picking up on that. But at the same time... It's like a little overly macho aggressive. Like, just chill a little bit and let the woman take charge of this situation. She's got this. And that's it for Here to Make Friends. Thanks to our guest, Kevin Nguyen, and our producer, Nick Offenberg. If you haven't yet, remember to find Here to Make Friends on iTunes to subscribe and give us a rating. It helps other people discover the show, which means more people to talk about Here to Make Friends with, which is amazing. We're also on Facebook, so please like us. You can find us both on Twitter, where we live tweet the show. I'm at Claire E. Fallon. And I'm at Emily Rose. Or you can send us an email at friends at HuffingtonPost.com. Or like a Facebook DM or a Twitter DM or an Instagram DM. We've been really enjoying all the intel you guys are sending our way. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with more about Rachel and her many suitors. Bye.